Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Time Podcast. I'm your host, Micah, and joining me today are my co-hosts, Nelson. Hello. And Rissa. Hello. How are you guys doing? How's your week? Better, Nelson? Was it better? Uh, yeah, it's, it was, my, my week was still pretty busy, but um, it was uh, at least productive, and um, looking forward to another week. Yeah, and uh, Rissa, how about you? It was crazy. There were people that were calling in sick left and right, so I had to pick up the slack. But uh oh, made it through. So hopefully nobody's sick next week. Yeah, that would not be good. Um, so Nelson, you have a trip coming up, right? I know you had to remind me. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> you just... don't sound too enthused. I know. Well, I... no, it, it's it's because like I still have a week to go. <laughs> <laughs> so you, Teal, and Eric are gonna be uh, checking out. Food and Wine Festival, right? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, so speaking of Food and Wine Festival, we're going to be going over the foodie guide to the 2019 Disney California Adventure uh, Food and Wine Festival. Uh, so yeah. that's going to be our topic today. Um, and Nelson, you're going to be doing a little bit of vlogging, I presume? Yes, I will definitely have my, my gimbal set up and, you know, mics and everything. So I'll, of course, ask if Eric and Teal are okay to if they're comfortable with being on on our vlogs but uh if yeah. not then i'll just be filming myself and the food true so. but it's it's and exciting if, no and of course the beer yes definitely <laughs> definitely plenty of that definitely so that's that's gonna be pretty exciting so we're gonna talk about that more later in the episode but before that we're gonna talk about an article that Riss has shared with us earlier in the week and that article is from the official d23 fan club it's called everything you need to know about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So this is a pretty big, exciting news for all of us. Um, earlier in the week uh, at Disneyland, they did a cast type of preview as well as had some media come in and check out Galaxy's Edge. Um, so they showed things like uh, the costumes and the name tags that's gonna be special for them. And they got a preview of the, the ride queues and they got a preview of the merchandise. So uh, D23 Fan Club actually showed us, gave us an article about everything we need to know. So we're going to be talking about that today. Uh, you guys both took a look at it, right? Yep. yep. All right, so let's, uh, let's get into this article. Uh, first, we're going to talk about Galaxy's Edge. It's going to encompass 14 acres in both Disneyland and also at Hollywood Studios. It builds off of decades of collaboration between Walt Disney Imagineering and Lucasfilm LTD. So there's going to be droids and humans. Um, you're going to be at the planet called Batu, and that's located along the galaxy's outer rim on the fringe of wild space. That's where you're going to find Black Spire Outpost, an infamous port for explorers, smugglers, and traders who want to fly under the radar, literally and figuratively. So ju just that alone, the story, it's like you're going to be on a base at the edge of the galaxy. Uh, what do you guys think about that? The backstory between behind Black Spire Outpost. Outpost. Uh, Nelson, what do you think of the backstory here? So I'm I'm glad that um, they're actually including backstory because you know some of these other lands, well, particularly like in Disneyland, is kind of just there. Like that's was part that was what the park was. They they were broken up into into different lands. Right. But then with this addition of Galaxy's Edge, they decided to, you know, give it an actual backstory, which I think is pretty cool. It's a first, I think. Yeah, definitely. And Rissa, what do you think of the backstory here? I think it was well thought out and uh, it will help uh, make sense of why it's just in the middle of Disneyland. Um, I know they're trying to separate like the internal workings of, of this uh, outpost so that you feel like you're within the Star Wars universe, but it helps explain it a bit of like, why is it so like you're in Frontierland and then all of a sudden you're on Batu. Um, right. So it, it being like a, a an abandoned kind of outpost um, helps you with that kind of a transition. So it looks like um, in terms of logistics that there are three entrance points to Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. Um, you can enter by Critter Country. Uh, we've seen the, the walkway there by Hungry Bear. You can enter mm -hmm. from Fantasyland or Frontierland. Uh, 
And then at Hollywood Studios, there's only going to be two entrance points. So that's going to be a bit harder, I guess, for crowds. But Disneyland seems to have more entrances to get to it. So another thing they mentioned in the article was Academy Award-winning composer John Williams. He's going to he had created some new original music themes for Galaxy's Edge Land and the attractions. Then they have composers and songwriters from all over the world contributing for songs from Oga's Cantina. So I heard I actually I read from another article that the background track for Ogo's Cantina are like really, really good. That's that's all they mentioned, but it's gonna be like a three hour loop. And do you guys remember the original uh, Star Tours? Russell, yeah. do you remember that? Yeah. Nelson, mm-hmm. did you ever ride that? The original one? Maybe. <laughs> I so, mean, I, I used to only go when I was really young. Oh, okay. And okay. That's when I didn't. <laughs> ashamed. I'm ashamed. But that's when I wasn't. I didn't really care to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, Rissa, you remember Rex, the pilot for the... Yeah. yeah. Is he so, going to be in the cantina? Yeah, he's actually going to be the DJ for nice. the music. So that three-hour loop isn't going to include some of him talking or, you know, some intro to music and things like that. So he's going to be there. He's going to be the DJ. Uh, so I'm I'm wondering if we're going to be able to, like, buy this music because um, in Carthay Circle, they have a, a pretty substantial loop as well. Right. Um, but it's only... The, the track that you buy is kind of only part of it, not even half of it. Yeah. So hopefully you can buy three hours worth of music. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. So actually, the the media who heard it also asked the same question. They asked Disney if they could buy the loop because it's so good, right? Um, yeah. So hopefully they release something that we could buy it because apparently it's really good. <laughs> um, so altogether about in the article, it says about 5,000 and 6,000 people between that number They've worked on both projects for the East and West Coast. Uh, they wanted to make a place where guests could feel like they could be meaningful here. Um, you know, there's things like you see the Millennium Falcon Park there, and then people will be like, oh, I want to fly that. So you actually could. All right, so let's talk about the attractions. There's There are two attractions there that uh, await us. One of them is called Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, and you get to go into the cockpit of the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy and you get to take control of the ship acting in one of three roles pilot flight engineer or gunner so there's two seats for each of the roles uh two pilots two flight engineers and two gunners and you you get like put together in a group of six and before you enter into the cockpit you're like waiting right in the infamous chess scene area so you guys get to wait there right before they put you into the cockpit. Um, It's gonna be interesting to see what they do there because first you're in a really long line and then they put you in groups of six in, I'm guessing, separate pods where you're waiting and then you go into the the cockpit. So uh, what do you guys think of that, um, you know, queue or just smugglers run in general? Rissa, what do you think? I think it's really cool and super immersive, but I think it's just gonna suck for people that have really big groups um because obviously their experiences are going to be different right um so hopefully um they split up the groups in a way that you know it's a it's a good mix of people that want to do what they want to do in in each of the pods that they get assigned how about you nelson what do you think of this yeah well it got me thinking when i guess it was revealed that the, there's the main waiting area where it's the that chessboard. right i'm just thinking like from there like Okay, where did, where would they split you up? Like, is it you'd probably go down the hallway then, and then into all these separate pods? Because I remember in a previous article we talked about that they were supposed to be able to cycle through like so many people in an hour. It was like close to, it was a couple hundred, wasn't it? Or yeah. So what it looks like is you're going to be put in a group of six, and the six of you will wait in the chess area, and then you go into the the cockpit. So all six of you go in the cockpit. So what mm. I'm wondering is before that. How are they like how many out like different passageways do you have to go to in your group of six? You know, if you're split up and whatnot, you know, I would assume they would have multiple uh, waiting rooms, kind of like how they how they handle um, uh, guardians. Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. So you have those kind of uh, uh, tenelier offices. Yeah. The two offices. Right. But it's probably going to be smaller, but they'll probably have multiple of those kind of waiting rooms. That makes um, sense. And then you go into a different queue where, you know, 
there's more line after that, obviously. Um, so I don't know how they're going to handle it in particular to keep you in the experience, but I'm sure that they've thought this through extensively. Um, and they probably stagger it in a way that, yeah, it's six on one and then six on another, but you probably don't wait for too long right, so you can right. get into another pod. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So what I've heard is they give you enough time that you can all sit in the seats and then take pictures and stuff. Um, that's what they try to do so that, you know, it looks like the scene from when you're playing the chess and whatnot uh, from A New Hope. And another thing I, I read about the queue is that uh, you get some good views, like vantage points from the uh, of Galaxy's Edge or Batuu itself. So you enter toward the back of the Falcon, you climb up, and then you see the Falcon from above. So you can pretty much see a lot of the Batu, and then you kind of go down and then they, I don't know how they're going to get you into the Falcon. Uh, Cause it's like, look, it's parked there. How are you going to get into the cockpit? Right. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's one of the things. Um, basically. So let's talk about the story behind um, Smuggler's Run. So basically Hondo Onaka, if you guys remember the Clone Wars and also uh, Star Wars Rebels, that, that, show had hondo onaka he was he's a space pirate and he's like a troublemaker type character and he and chewy basically teamed up uh so that they could restore the falcon basically is what they wanted to do and they pretty much hire us as the, the guests to be smugglers and then we have to smuggle stuff for him and we're gonna help basically bring the Falcon back up so that it's not ruined anymore. That's the story behind it. And if you saw recently, they released a little short clip of the animatronic for Hondo Onaka. It's it's really cool. He's the second most complicated character that they have in terms of animatronics. Um, the first one they did was the shaman from Pandora. Uh, did you get to ride that Navi River journey, Nelson? Yeah, back in 2017, that was the only um, Pandora ride I was able to get. So do you oh. remember the shaman and how mm -hmm. like he yeah. looks super realistic and stuff? Yeah, she had pretty pretty fluid movements and i could imagine the the animatronics behind it being super complicated so exactly exactly so <laughs> yeah. hondo is gonna be a lot like that so you, in the queue itself you're probably gonna get to see hondo and at some point um mm -hmm. another thing that you can do is you know the play disney app that we have um they're gonna incorporate that so a lot of the the things you're smuggling in the queue they ha the boxes say certain things but if you use the play disney cat app you can like see what's actually inside the boxes it's like something other than what's on the the label right mm. uh, so that's one of the interact things they're trying to bring in there so they also mentioned in another article that the queue is supposed to be able to hold five hours worth of people um, oh my god that's a long line <laughs> yeah so what do you guys think about that um the fact that it may reach all the way to the end uh, of a five-hour queue line. What do you think? Rissa, what do you think? Um, one, I think it's going to free up a lot of walking space if they can hide the queue. Um, so obviously, if they have these crazy lines for the attractions, then more people can um, enjoy the land itself. Um, two, it's going to be kind of crazy. And no, thank you. I can wait some other time. And uh, Nelson, what do you think? Five-hour queue? What do you think? Uh, five hours? You, I could think of a million other things I'd rather do in five hours yeah, than yeah. wait in line. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that they thought of that in the sense of why, why make a five-hour line queue? Some people will do it. Uh, yeah, apparently... Oh my it's, goodness. It's Star Wars. <laughs> yep. People but. will probably think it's worth it, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if if you look at um, Radiator Springs Racers, it tops out at like sometimes two and a half hours. Yes, I've seen that. They mm -hmm. made crazy a crazy long queue as well, but that's just cars. Like, that's not a big fandom. And if you consider Star Wars and how crazy you know fans can get over that, yeah, yeah I think I think sense, they're yeah. they're not overestimating here. So... Let's talk about the second um, ride because we kind of talked about that a little bit where we they speculated it's going to be about like 22 minutes long, the total experience. Uh, that's Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Now, one of the things that Disney flat out said was it's not going to be 22 minutes long uh, in terms of 
full length of the experience. Uh, they they said that during their their cast preview with the media and all that. Um, so now this this queue is going to be the same. It's super long. They can take a lot of people in the queue. Now. One of the things they did do is, you guys are familiar with some of the indigenous peoples in Colorado where they built their houses into the mountains? Uh, yeah. You, yeah, so basically the uh, that ride is in that area of Batu where it's like in the Pueblo style houses, in the, in the walls, right? In the rocks. So you mm-hmm. enter in there. So it's kind of, you know, so the resistance isn't, it's kind of hidden, right? So part of the queue when you're in there, they actually built seats into the walls. That way, people who are waiting forever could just like sit down if they need to. Uh, do you think uh, that's that would be welcome, uh, Nelson? What do you think? Do you think that's welcome? Oh yeah, I mean even makeshift uh, seats are welcome. Kind of like those. Um, there's this one part of the loop in Haunted Mansion queue, <laughs> where it's like that little brick wall. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. People just sit there <laughs> because, I mean, like, you're just waiting. So. And then you cry when you have to move. Right. Like, <laughs> no. oh, God, that's true. That's true. So what do you no. think, Riz? Do you think that's also uh, a bit innovative to put some seating? Uh, I've always been like, why can't they do that on every ride? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So um, the next thing that I mentioned is food. So let's talk about Ogus Cantina here. Uh, we talked about that a bit, a, a little bit, but they recently released some of the types of drinks that they're going to be uh, serving. They have um, they have different types of alcohol that they're going to have there. So we shouldn't really talk about everything, but basically it's it's interesting that they, they do some of the stuff that they do. I mentioned earlier, like before, you know, when we were just talking, that the food was very reminiscent of Satuli Canteen. Oh, right, right. Over at uh, Pandora. But uh, I guess that's a little... I got a little ahead of myself there because... Yeah, that's going to be about uh, the, the drinks. The, the, <laughs> yeah, the food would which would be at Docking Bay Seven. So, but before that, the drinks is some of the stuff has. It looks like they have some CO two. If you look at one of the cups, it looks like mm-hmm. the cup at Lamplight Lounge, right? Where they have the little like boba looks balls. Looks like boba. Yeah, yeah. boba yeah. balls. Yeah, and there's like a petri dish. That's kind of interesting. It looks like it looks like a petri dish, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. With some agar or something. Um, so oh, yeah, uh, I just hope it's not an actual picture. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's probably gonna be like a Jello shot or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the food now. So the thing they did mention was uh, docking bay seven food and cargo. It's a multi-purpose transport shuttle docked atop a large hangar for traveling food shuttles. That's where Chef Strono Cookie Tugs has converted his modified. Sainar Chal, Otilipi Transport, into a popular mobile kitchen and restaurant. His travels across the galaxy allow him to fill his pantry with exotic ingredients, and he's proud to present Tug's Grub, a traveling diner for diners traveling. Inspired by dishes he created during his time working for Maz Kanta El Kanada on Takodana. So, Maz, which is in uh, the trilogy we're in right now, right? Mm-hmm. It's Lupita. Lupita yep. Nyong'o, yes. So they, they're going to have some non-alcoholic beverages there. Uh, including fatro and moof juice, uh, and then they have entrees including braised shack roast featuring beef pot roast with uh, cavatelli pasta, kale, and mushrooms. And then they have some mm-hmm. stuff like fried andorian tip yip, a decadent chicken dish with roasted vegetable mash and herb gravy. They have the Felucian garden spread, a plant-based kefta meatball dish with herb hummus, a tomato cucumber relish, and pita bread. Uh, the Ithorian garden loaf a plant-based meatloaf, in quotes, dish served with roasted vegetable mash, seasonal vegetables, and mushroom sauce. They also have the smoked kadu ribs, featuring smoked country sticky pork ribs with blueberry corn muffin and cabbage slaw. The oven-roasted burra fish, featuring Dijon-crusted sustainable fish with mixed greens, roasted vegetables, quinoa, and pumpkin seeds with a creamy green curry ranch dressing. So basically that was the Docking 7 food and cardo. Then there's also Ronto Roasters. That's a pod racing engine that that's, has a barbecue pit for sandwiches. Um, then they're going to have the milk stand. And at the milk stand, they're going to have two uh, local favorites, which is the blue milk, where we saw it in A New Hope. And then the green milk that we saw in The Last Jedi. Uh, so from that, the blue and green milk, you can that's going to be more of a like a slushy type drink over from the, the milk stand. But from what I hear, you can also get it from Ogus Cantina as a cold like mixed drink. So those are the two options. And it's not actually milk. Yeah, it's a plant-based uh, dairy-like drink. 
Yeah, so almond milk, maybe? I don't know. Something like that. Who knows? Maybe. I'd, I'd like to try the blue because it's like blue. blue. Yeah, it's, it's blue. <laughs> so... Um, One, it's OG, and two, it's blue. Right, yeah. Right, Bantha definitely, milk. definitely. So yeah, they have pictures on the article of, for all the food and drink. If you guys want to check that out. And then they also talk about the uh, the gear. So they have a droid depot where you can make parts off a conveyor belt to build your droid. Like a R series, like R2-D2 or BB series, like BB-8. So apparently these they're, they're smaller sizes and they interact with elements in the land. And they respond to guest behavior. So that's interesting. Would you guys build a droid? Depends on the price. Yeah. And uh, Nelson, would you build a, a droid? Uh, probably not. Because okay. I don't typically, I don't really buy toys so much okay. anymore. <laughs> it's good gotcha. for you. Unless desk. it's a, oh, well, yeah. Uh, unless it's like a, like a collectible type thing. Then yeah, possibly. Then they're, they're also going to have some pre-built droids like a C-3PO that talks a lot. Um, yeah. And then a Rex. So like we mentioned, Rex is going to be the DJ. So he's going to play some music if you connect it using Bluetooth. Uh, so it's like a Bluetooth speaker. Um, and then there's Savvy's Workshop. So that's that's what... Um, so basically, you get to build your own lightsaber there. Now, these lightsabers are not like your typical build your lightsaber that you see at, say, Tatooine Alley or at the um, the exit of Star Tours over here in California. Um, this... This is a more like refined version where you get a kyber crystal and everything and you get a guided tour to get the crystals and build your own lightsaber basically. So are these like the lightsabers that you see in competitions and um, choreo like Ultra Saber or Saber Forge where they have like effects and stuff because those can run up to like they're expensive. Yeah. So um, or are the these like the kid friendly ones that are like 20, 40 bucks? No, from what I'm hearing, this is going to be $100 around that or more. So that's yeah. It, I think they're trying to keep the amount of people down because they can only bring so many people on a tour at a time, right? So if you have a higher price, it keeps people from from having so many guests at a time, you know? Yeah, yeah. but like Ultra Saber and Saber Forge, these are like, they have special sound effects. Right, they have right, right. different lights and customizable things. Um, so I'm, I'm just kind of interested to see what the build would be for this. Um, because if, if it's kind of, if it's still a hundred bucks, but it's, not anything special like it's not metal it's still plastic um i'd be it'd be interesting to see if people actually shell out the money for this well i did look at the um the picture down below it looks like it's a quality type build but i'm not saying it's metal it it may be plastic still um but it, it looks, looks plastic to me yeah, yeah. It, it's probably plastic but you know i think what they're trying to play for is the experience so probably yeah but anyway so the next, the next place they have for merch is called Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. And then you can find like rare items for sale. And they represent different eras of the Star Wars galaxy, like ancient Jedi and Sith artifacts, like holocrons, lightsabers, and more. And then you can look even further inside, and then you'll find Doc at his desk, looking at his inventory, taking calls, and barking orders at his assistance. So it's probably another animatronic, which would be pretty cool. And then... Um, Hopefully it doesn't become annoying like Bing Bong. <laughs> <laughs> oh big mom all right so um so then there's also the creature stall and it's gonna have some fascinating and unusual beasts from all across the galaxy uh including the porgs and tauntauns and also the wrath wrath tars and wampas and then around the then you also find the toy dairy and toy maker stall and and it's also has some stuff like artisan style plush characters wood and tin toys and instruments so Basically, they have a lot of different stalls that they created for merch. Um, and it looks like all these are Star Wars related merch. It's not. I don't know about the Disney branding because I think it's just going to be Star Wars brand. Uh, what do you guys think? It's just Star Wars looking? Um, I think I read in an earlier article there's not going to be anything labeled like Star Wars or Disneyland or anything like that because they want to keep you as if you're in the story. Right. Um, so I think it's good that they're they're keeping it separate like this. Yeah. So you can't find it anywhere else in the park just there because it's like um, unique to that area. Right. But hopefully when you make it into there, you remember that... Um, so you don't leave it and you have to wait another several hours to get back into Galaxy's Edge because you can't find the merch anywhere else. All right. Yeah. So basically that was um, what they revealed 
for us at the at their reveal for the media. What do you guys think? Are you excited, Nelson? You excited? Uh, I mean, I'm still cautious of um, you know, how this will affect uh crowds overall. But right. um, I mean, yeah, Star Wars in in Disneyland's been been a long time coming and it's uh kind of hard to believe it's finally actually happening finally <laughs> what about you Risa? you excited i'm super excited but also super scared yeah that seems to be the general consensus that we're all excited but scared at the same time basically so um i just want to note at the media event they were disney was very hush about the operations side they did not answer any operations questions like the media would ask how they're going to handle the crowds and logistics and all that. And they didn't say anything. So basically, we don't know. And that's why we're all cautious. So They probably don't know, honestly. Yeah, they probably don't know. So I- I'm pretty sure that they'll have, they have like a rough idea of what they're going to do. But until they see the actual crowds, they won't know what to actually do about it. Right. Because... Um, as you can see with, with the way that they handle crowds now with different overflows in, in different lands um, in their ex- in the existing parks, um, it's evolved um, with the way that the each of the, the lands and different uh, attractions have, have changed. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they how they pilot it and how it'll it'll change eventually. Definitely. So let's get into the foodie guide to 2019 Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival, as this is what we've been anticipating and we've been waiting for because this is probably the biggest festival that we enjoy at California Adventure. Uh, would you guys agree about that? It's a tie. Yeah? What's the it, the other it's one? It's a big... It is a favorite, but it's not my absolute... Okay. Yeah. Um, what's what's your guys' favorite? Uh, Rissa, what's your favorite? Uh, I, It's a tie between this one and the Festival of Holidays. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. Just because you have like such a broad um, like menu. type of food and menu um, at Festival Holidays. But this one has beer garden. Right. So that's why it's, it's a tie. Which one's your favorite, Nelson? Since you said this is a favorite. Uh, my absolute favorite is um, uh, the Big Brother. I like Epcot's version way better. Oh, <laughs> I, I meant that's I meant, unfair, man. No, I meant California in California. Adventure. Oh yeah. well, if we're just talking California, then uh, yeah, this one would probably be my favorite one. Cool. So let's let's start out with the guide. Uh, it was released on Tuesday, Feb twenty sixth, twenty nineteen. It says, "Calling all foodies, get your forks and knives ready because the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival is returning to the Disneyland Resort on March one." So basically, it they try to bring California cuisine and try to showcase California here, which is something I really like because California Adventure or California is being phased out of California Adventure. So uh, I like that they bring a call back to California here. Um, so there is a sip and saver pass available for this festival. They have eight tabs. You can get an AP discount and an AP lanyard if you purchase it through AP. Uh, that's 49 bucks, just like at the last festival of holidays and 55 if you get non-AP. So you get eight tabs regardless and you can use them on the booths and you can't use it on alcohol. So basically food and beverages that are not alcohol and where can we buy these sip and saver passes and you can get your sip and saver passes from any participating marketplaces paradise garden grill and select festival food and beverage carts uh so you can so sometimes they have the stands like the merch stands up um around the area you can just get one from there or you can go to uh Paradise Garden Grill and get it from there. Uh, and there's some select food and beverage carts that sell them as well. Uh, you can use them at your once per day or spread them out. It's up to you. You get eight. So use them however you choose. So uh, same rules apply. Any other past Sip and Saver um, festival or a festival that's had the Sip and Saver pass, it's the same rules. Yep. Actually, I got the... The locations to buy it wrong. It's actually Trolley Treats, Elias and Company, Seaside Souvenirs, or the Sip and Saver Cart. Uh, the Festival Marketplaces, F- Festival Gift, and Artist Corner, and Studio Store in Hollywood Land. So that Studio Store, we went there once and asked them for the Festival Holidays one if we could buy it there, and they said no. So they're they're actually bringing it here for food and wine. So basically, uh, that's, yep. That's because they have a, a location booth there. Oh, they have for... a booth there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. Talking about booths, let's let's get into the booths now. Um, so there are several booths that you can get that you can try things at the parks. Fourteen of them. 14, to be specific. <laughs> Fourteen different booths 
and uh, plus a beer garden. Yes, I was going <laughs> to say plus the beer garden. So let's talk about the the booths and the beer garden and what they have to offer and probably what we want to try from from these guys. So let's start with nuts about cheese. That one is that booth is near Carthay Circle Restaurant and the festival entrance. They have some food. They have the fiscalini fiscalini white cheddar. What's that? Lager soup served in a mini boudin sourdough sourdough bread bowl that has a V. I'm assuming that's vegetarian. Yep. Vegan. I thought. Okay. But there's cheese. It's it's vegetarian. Vegetarian. There's yeah, yeah. Uh, so then there's a ham and vella jack cheese pinwheel with smoked pistachios, and finally you can get the creamy oikos yogurt cheesecake. That's also a vegetarian. And for the beverages, you can get the Carl Strauss Brewing Company Columbia Street Amber Lager from San Diego. Um, at this booth, you guys have anything you want to try there? Mm, maybe the soup. Soup. Uh, Nelson, what would you try? Would you try something? Uh, Food-wise, uh, I'm not sure. I might just see. It doesn't uh, up in the uh, above. They didn't describe like if they they're providing buttons, but I mean they have before, so they probably will. So you're gonna try and, something from there? Yeah, it's just hard to say which one to make it worthwhile to trade mm. it for a tab. <laughs> so you're just gonna yeah. look at prices and then see if it's yeah, worth that's it. Yeah, because generally how we do it too. Yeah, yeah. It, nothing truly sticks out to me. When, for the food at this booth but uh yeah i guess we'll we'll see what uh price wise when we get there cool all right so let's look at the next um booth it's called uncork california near the carthay circle restaurant and the festival entrance so i'm guessing it's right next to nuts about cheese uh, yep the food there they have the california artisan cheese selection you can select from either point reyes blue or Fiscalini white cheddar handcrafted California cheese. So there's the picture right above it. Uh, that's also vegetarian. And then for beverages, they have the white wine flight with Tuomi Cellar Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, they also have Simi Chardonnay Reserve. Uh, they have the Pats and Hall Chardonnay Dutton Ranch. And then there's also the red wine flight, uh, Arath Pinot Noir. They also they have the Clinker Brick Winery Old White Zinfand oh, Old Vine Zinfandel. They have the Rowan Blend Sonoma County. And then there's the mimosa flight which is, has a hibiscus mimosa tropical mimosa and mixed berry mimosa then they also have the chandon brut sparkling wine and assorted wine varietals so basically this looks like a wine booth uh, yeah it's interesting that there's a an oregon wine there yeah i i noticed that but i mean kind of a mini spoiler when we get down to the the uh beer garden there's a couple non-california beers there too so. Yeah, but that makes sense. Um, this one, there's so many different red wines you can try from in California itself. So it's kind of like, really? You couldn't find a Pinot Noir from like anywhere else in California? <laughs> you had to go to Oregon? Maybe uh, they here um, Paso. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many options here in California. I'm pretty sure every vineyard has a Pinot Noir. Um, yeah, I've but- actually been to Clinker Brick Winery in Lodi. Yeah, oh. is it good? Yeah, Yeah, I stay away from the reds, though. So mm. I don't know how this red wine tastes. So I wonder how much Araf paid Disney to get their wine in there. I think it has to do with that, you know. Maybe. Sponsorship. Um, so let's, I'm assuming you guys, are you going to try any wines or flights or anything? You guys, either of you? Maybe the mimosa flight. Okay. How about you, Nelson? Anything, any wines? Uh, possibly the red wine flight. Mm. Awesome. Okay. All right, let's move on to the Citrus Grove. And that's also near Carthay Circle Restaurant at the festival entrance. They have food and beverages for food. They have orange chicken and rice, citrus, <laughs> citrus brine pork roast, and tangy barbecue sauce and lemon pepper slaw. Uh, Meyer lemon blue diamond almond macaron, which is also gluten-free and vegetarian. And for the beverages, they have Meyer lemon ginger mule and ginger beer, which is non-alcoholic. So... From this, would either of you try anything? Nelson, anything? Uh, the citrus brine pork roast sounds awesome. Yep. Hmm. How about a and drink? And the Macron. Drinks? Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always down for a Macron. Yeah. How about how about drinks? You guys going to try the ginger mule or the ginger beer? Mm, that's more your thing. Yeah, that's my thing. Uh, I might try uh, the, the ginger mule. How about you, Nelson? Uh, probably not. No? All right. Yeah, neither of these really stick out to me. Cool. All right, so let's go to the next booth, which is California Craft Brews. That's near the Carsland entrance. Oh, man. 
For food, they have the pepperoni pizza egg rolls with marinara and pesto sauce. And then for beverages, they have some flights, it looks like. And they also do buy the glass for some of the beers. Um, this is craft brews. So for the bright and balanced beer flight, they have the Pizza Port California Honey Golden Ale, Hangar 24 Orange Wheat, Left Coast Pink Bikini Raspberry Wheat, and Carl Strauss. Columbia Street Amber Lager. And then there's also the Hoppy and Bold Beer Flight, which has Smog City Sabertooth Squirrel Amber Ale, Lost Winds Tropical Clemente Tropical Ale IPA, uh, Town Park Blacksmith Black IPA, Asylum Rorschach Brown Ale. And then you can do those same beers from the flights by the glass. Um, basically, they could do that. You can do that. There's a Bright and Balanced and also a Hoppy and Bold. Um, the Except by the glass for under bright and balanced, they add Three Weavers Brewing Company Day Job Pale Ale from Inglewood. And then for Hoppy and Bold, they add another one here. It's the Stereo Brewing Company Perfect Day American IPA from Placentia. Uh, Nelson, you going to try flights or by the glass or how you going to do it? Um, I know Rissa mentioned she wanted to try the bright and balanced. So if she's going to do that, I'll probably try the Hoppy and Bold. Mm, cool. So we have, you know, one of each, I guess. Yeah. And then would you guys go buy the glass to try the Three Weavers and the Stereo Brewing Company? Um, probably not for me. Um, I really like the wheats and the and like the golden ales and lagers. Um, so I'm probably gonna stick with the with the bright and balanced beer flight and see what I like out of that and get a glass later on out of the flight. What about you, Nelson? Would you try the Three Weavers uh, Pale Ale or the Stereo Brewing Company American IPA? Yes. Both. Yes. Cool. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's beer, so right. I'm, I'm, right. I'm willing to try try it regardless. Definitely. All right, let's go to the next booth. Uh, it's called Berry Patch near the Carsland entrance. So they have food here. They have the strawberry and coconut rice frushy with frushy. It's like sushi fruit, right? Frushi yep. with sweet oikos yogurt wasabi sauce. <laughs> that threw me off. Like, whoa. Weird. Okay, so I guess it's the wasabi for the for the sushi. Uh, it's gluten-free and vegetarian. They also have a fresh California berry pie, which is also vegetarian. And for beverages, they have blue diamond almond breeze almond milk. So that's just almond milk. And then they have a strawberry float with vanilla ice cream, whipped cream, and crunchy cereal garnish. Non-alcoholic. Looks like Captain Crunch. Uh, would you guys try any of this stuff? Frushi? Anybody? I think I tried it before. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the Frushi, they had some form of Frushi last year too. And yeah, that intrigued me it. then. And I think we did get it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys going to try it again? No. No? You didn't like it? No. It, it was weird. It was, yeah, it was different. Um, and then the the berry pie kind of just looks like a berry tart. Yeah. It does. It does. Yeah. All right. I might so. get the, the strawberry float though. You would. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. You know me. Crunch berries. <laughs> so yeah, it looks like Captain Crunch cereal on top of a strawberry float or strawberry shake, basically. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next booth. It's called Peppers Caliente. So Cali-ente. Oh, Cali. <laughs> and that's near Wine Country, Trattoria. So there's food. There's the Verlasso Sustainable Salmon Peruvian Poke with Cucumber Lime Salad and ahi verde salsa that's gluten-free and they also have the ghost pepper mac and cheese with chili cheese corn chip dust that's oh, vegetarian and for beverages they have the jalapeno line margarita wow this sounds kind of spicy um would either of you try some of this stuff nelson you gonna try anything the poke sounds amazing yeah same yeah you gonna try that Rissa, even if it's spicy i think i had it last year hmm. oh yeah yeah, they had. I remember some... a poke, but I, I think it was, it was at the, the at the peppers as well. Mm. Um, I'm not crazy enough to try a ghost pepper mac and cheese though. Ooh, yeah, so that, I didn't that's... realize it's ghost pepper. <laughs> that's <Ooh>. you. <laughs> ghost peppers, and then jalapeno lime margarita. Not interesting. Mm, I don't do tequila. Mm, that's right, you don't. How about you, Nelson? You do tequila? I, I do, but uh, since like we're a, at the food like and this. wine festival, I'm kind of more partial to the beers anyway. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot more beer options. So, yeah, try, not trying to mix there. All right, so let's go to the next booth. It's uh, Veggie Veggie Fruit Fruit. Uh, that's near Wine Country Tatoria as well. They have food. They have the grilled asparagus chicken Caesar salad, cauliflower ceviche with chili corn crumble and tortilla strips. That's, uh, I guess this one's vegan. It says VG. 
Yep. They also have the duo of frozen fruit fruit bars, lime and strawberry. And for beverages, they have the cool lime Michelada with frozen lime ice. They have the Davis Bynum Sauvignon Blanc, Virginia's Block. Uh, They also have the Chihuahua Cerveza Limon, premium lager from Newport Beach. So anything you guys can try from here? From the veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit? Mm, maybe the grilled asparagus chicken Caesar salad, but it really depends on price. Mm, you, you mean if it's worth it to do a sip and savor pass? Uh, yeah. Tab. Yep. How about you, Nelson? You going to try any of these? Yeah, not, nothing really sticks out to me. I mean, except maybe the the chihuahua. Cerveza. <laughs> Cer- Cerveza. Yeah. yeah, it's a lager. Um, but yeah, it's chihuahua. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's move to the next booth which is called avocado time. Since we're in California, we love our avocado toast, right? Um, oh, so yeah. this one's near <laughs> This one's near Wine Country Tatoria. For food, they have a petite impossible burger with guac and pepper jack cheese. This one's vegetarian. Yes. They also yes. have yes. the- looks awesome. <laughs> There's a picture right above. So yeah. they also have the spiced roasted chicken on pita with avocado hummus and garlic sauce. And for beverages, they have kombucha mojito cocktail with fresh mint. And they have the suha- organic pineapple passion fruit kombucha which is non-alcoholic so you guys I, apparently it looks like you want the impossible burger right this looks like a yep. slider mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if you didn't know impossible burger isn't actually meat it's a soy byproduct or a soy product that is made to imitate meat and apparently it tastes a lot like a real burger so uh, this slider size burger looks pretty good um what do you guys think do you think uh you'd enjoy this i think so yeah i mean it definitely looks like a real slider it's a thick uh a thick, thick piece uh, patty too yeah thick patty yeah i'll probably take out the tomato but it's fine it's okay I'll t- <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll take it you'll have double tomato there there you go. Yeah. How about kombucha? Kombucha. You guys like kombucha? I don't think I've ever tried it. I was gonna say, like to this day, I know it was there was a craze for it like a couple years ago or something. Yeah, maybe. it's still a pretty big craze, I think. Um, but or well, yeah, it started then. But yeah, to this day, I've never tried any kombucha yet. I've tried it, and it's bitter. So. Um, mm. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for me, it's bitter, but that's because it's a tea, and it's like a leaf and they don't put any sugar so i don't know that's just me all right uh let's go to the next booth it's called i um heart it's supposed to be like the heart symbol artichokes that's near pacific wharf bridge they have some food they have the fried artichokes with blue diamond almond breeze lemon aioli they have the artichoke toast with california olive tapenade and then they have the blue diamond almond cake with butter streusel apricot compote and brown sugar creme fraiche and for the beverages they have the chihuahua cerveza again oh this one's called chihuahua cerveza rico premium lager so uh you guys gonna try any of that stuff so I really love artichokes, but yeah, me too. None of these are really shouting "eat me" to me. Not even artichoke toast. Yeah, I was like, the toast looks pretty good. I think the yeah. olive tapenade kind of. Oh, you don't like ruins olive? it for me? No, I mean I like olive, but like in a tapenade, I don't know if I'll mm. I'll really like it. You gonna try it, well, Nelson? I, if I get one, I could you know cut off a little piece if you want to try it. Yeah, it's just it's surprising to me that they didn't make you know something like- with meat. <laughs> Or There's a like, lot of vegetarian food in yeah all here of in this. the booth. It's kind of it's kind of <laughs> surprising. Did California a, suddenly go vegetarian all of a sudden? I don't know. It's kind of jarring because uh, the last couple of food and wine festivals that I've gone to in DCA were not like this. Yeah, mm. so now we kind of have to find the meat. So where's the yeah. meat? Wendy's. Where's the meat? Right? I don't know. Yeah. Arby's has the meat apparently. Uh, I think <laughs> it's in in the next two booths. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm guessing. The next two booths here are going to make up for it. So let's go to the next booth. It's called Cluckadoodle Moo. Uh, here at, for food, they have the Harris Ranch Grilled Beef Tenderloin Slider with chimichurri sauce. And there they also go. have salt <laughs> and vinegar Parmesan chicken wings. So I'm assuming you guys would try both. <laughs> yes. I'll probably yeah. use all eight tabs on those. On those too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like oh, I need the meat. And there's the meat right there. Salt and vinegar, Parmesan. Wow. Salt and vinegar. That's it. Yeah. They had it. They had it at a different. I don't know if it was last year's festival or a different festival because I know I've had it before. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So then uh, let's look at the beverages. They have a wa- watermelon lemonade with watermelon garnish. That's non-alcoholic. They also have a festival beer flight. And also by the glass, they have Thorn Brewing. Barrio Baja Style Lager. They have Strand Brewing Company 24th Street Pale Ale. They also have Carl Strauss Brewing Company Festive Dash Ale. 
Belgian style brown. And then they have the Brewerie, Brewery, I guess that's how it's pronounced, Brewery West. Dog Ate My Homework, Black Saison from San Pedro. Black, Blackberry. Blackberry Saison. Um, yes. So you guys going to try any of these beverages? The I'm going to get the Dog Ate My Homework. Also as a solo glass individual. Yeah. How about you, Nelson? I wouldn't mind trying the flight. The flight? Yeah. They usually do smaller pours for those, but oh, well, I guess it'll be worth it. All right, let's uh it's let's go to the next booth. Next booth's called Garlic Kissed. Yes. <laughs> and that one's near the Golden Zephyr. Uh they have some food. They have the black garlic, soy braised, pork belly, banh mi. Whoa. <laughs> um they have creamy mac and cheese with garlic bread crumble and chocolate crunch cake. Um is it garlic? <laughs> No. It <laughs> better not be. <laughs> no. Is the is the crunch garlic? Fried garlic? Oh gosh. <laughs> Maybe roasted garlic? Roasted I don't garlic know. On the inside? Oh, that's that'd be weird. interesting, I that's guess. So weird. Garlic ice cream? So uh for beverages they have the Bloody Mary with garlic stuffed olive. Uh so what are you guys gonna get? You can try the chocolate crunch cake and see if you're surprised by garlic. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not garlic. Um, but yeah, I'll have it all. All right. Garlic kiss. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Love it. They love sold, it. they sold me at garlic. Garlic. Yes. yes. You, gotta, you gotta love the garlic. So Agreed. what if the chocolate crunch cake actually has garlic crunch? <laughs> Why not? Why uh, yeah. not? They I have mean, a I, Gilroy festival, Gilroy garlic festival. So yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's, it's the one that sticks out the most at this booth. So everyone's like, what's this doing yeah, here? Yeah, I know. It's Maybe like, because it garlic? actually does have garlic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll be surprised. We'll just Watch. just have to try. <laughs> Watch. All right, let's move to the next booth. It's called Off the Cob, and it's near Golden Zephyr as well. So I'm assuming it has some, some something to do with corn. Um, it looks like they have a shrimp boiled tacos with andouille sausage and fresh corn. Gluten-free. They also have the Esquites sweet corn nuggets with bacon lardons. And then for beverages, they have the Citrus ladder, Rattler lager with grapefruit and blood orange juices. TW Pitchers Bring from San Francisco. Nice. And then they also have a peach tea with peach garnish, non-alcoholic. Uh, you guys going to try off the cob items? Maybe the shrimp boil tacos. Mm. How about you, Nelson? Try them? Try yeah, um, I was kind of leaning towards that as well. Yeah, it looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think the picture there is the nuggets. I think so. It looks like it with the bacon. Yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Um, so. so let's move to the next booth. It's called Golden Dreams. That one's near Redwood, the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail entrance. So I'm assuming it's where that other festival booth was during festival holidays where we were it's like, all the oh, way we have to turn hidden. over there. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, so Golden Dreams has, uh, for food, they have deconstructed teriyaki chicken musubi with pineapple relish. They also have the Anaheim Chile Relleno Bites with salsa verde and chocolate peanut caramel parfait. And for drinks, they have yippee mickey's cotton candy soda non-alcoholic so you guys gonna try any of this uh the musubi how about you nothing you gonna try that too yeah looks good yeah kind of looks like almost uh like a sushi but the rice is like flat right yeah it's not rolled yeah i I wonder if this is gonna be difficult to eat i don't know uh probably eat it with a fork with a fork yeah yeah not hold it like a traditional musubi or something i mean it's deconstructed so yeah, definitely. All right, let's move to the next booth. Next booth is called LA Style, and that's yeah. near. This could be near Monsters Inc. Mike and Sully to rescue. So for the food, they have Asian style beef barbacoa taco with pickled ginger, and they also have the BLT chicharron duro with ranch crema. For beverages, they have a tiki cocktail, which is aged rum, uh, falernum, uh, bitters, lime, and grapefruit juices. So you guys gonna try this LA Style stuff? Both of them, both the items. Tacos. Tacos. Yeah, yeah just tacos. I mean, yeah, they they mentioned barbacoa tacos. Like, ooh, yes. that barbacoa definitely sounds awesome. Didn't they have a version of this last year? Because I remember us like standing yeah, at a table it was, with tacos. Um, yeah, it was uh, a taco booth of some sort right next to the the um, in that same area. Yeah, because I re- I remember using the the tables there. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that that's pretty cool. I actually watched a video this morning that um, they were there at. Food and, food and wine so they, they they showed these two items and it was like pretty interesting um they look good and it's la style it's like street taco style and then the chicharron it's basically chicharron with stuff on top the the blt on top so um yeah it's pretty nice cool. chicharron with bacon yeah mm. it's like you got the skin and then you got the <laughs> bacon on top yeah so uh, yeah that's how it is all right, let's let's go to the the one that you guys really want to you know talk yes. about which is festival beer, beer garden. garden beer garden so the beer garden is located near boardwalk pizza and pasta 
So we never go into pizza and pasta other than to get water. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but this these beverages outside are going to be pretty awesome. They have Beer Garden Flight, which is two towns outside our hard apple cider, Amagang, Hennepin, Saison, uh, Modern Times Boom, Booming Rollers IPA, Carl Strauss Baltic Porter. They also have Bright and Refreshing by the Glass. Um, that's going to be the Dudes Brewing Company, Los Dudes Cerveza, Mexican style lager, uh, Lost Coast Brewery, Watermelon Wheat, um, then Two Towns Cider House, Outsider, uh, Unfiltered Hard Apple Cider. That one's actually from Oregon uh, that you guys mentioned. And then the Omegang Han- Hennepin Farmhouse Saison, that's also New York. So that's, you know, outside of California. And then they have the Hoppy and Bold by the Glass, which is Modern Times Beer, the Booming ro- Rollers uh, that we mentioned, Divine Science Brewing, Third Contact. That's a gluten-friendly IPA. Uh, B- uh, Bear Republic Brewing Company, Apex Double IPA. And then the Carl Strauss. Brewing Company, Baltic Porter, and then there's also Festival Indulgences a category, which is the Twisted Horn Mead, Blue Coke, Blue Cloak uh, Mead, and then there's the Founders Brewing Company, Backwoods Bourbon Barrel Aged Scotch Ale, and that's from Michigan. There's another outside of California. Uh, what beers do you guys want to try here, Nelson? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rissa, Rissa knows with the my yes. way of thinking. Yep. Rissa yep. with a yes. Nelson's probably going to be the yes also, right? Yes. So I, I'm I'm gonna pass the IPAs over, um, but sure, everything else. I will else never is, let any beer go to waste. Yeah, oh my goodness, I'm you definitely guys are gonna, gonna be... get that flight, and uh, oh my gosh, the mead! I oh, love meads. Man. Okay, nice, nice. I so sound like an alcoholic, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, you just know what you like. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you guys are. Uh, that's gonna be pretty fun, huh? Um, We're gonna be spending our time. Uh, that was. Honestly, there. the highlight for me last year is when we were yeah. just at the beer garden. Me too. Yeah, fun times. Just, fun times yeah, at the just, beer garden. Yeah, you know, sitting, chilling, catching up. Because, I mean, yeah. that was the first time I, like, really hung out with Rissa in a while. Yeah. So, yeah. So, good. I mean, this is going to be fun. Um, hopefully, you guys, I mean, you're going to be really happy after, you know, doing all this stuff. Unless you split well, it I mean, up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we have a couple days. Oh. Mm-hmm. This is true. This is true. Yeah, split it up. That sounds good. <laughs> and we, we'll eat food too. Yeah, I mean, Paradise Garden Grill is right there. Yep. Definitely, definitely. So, speaking of Paradise Garden Grill, let's move to that because they have some items that are going to be um, part of the festival. Let's look at um, what they have for food. They have beer battered cod with steak fries and spiced remoulade. So, it's uh, fish and chips. They have the impossible no meat ball submarine. <laughs> That's funny. No meat ball submarine with marinara sauce topped with soy cheese and served with kettle chips so that's vegan and then they have the beer braised pork tacos with pickled apple slaw black beans and queso they have Mm. the buffalo style roasted turkey leg with celery slaw and crumbled blue cheese and then they have the large soft pretzel with beer cheese dipping sauce that's vegetarians Mm. and finally for food they have the black forest parfait Layers of chocolate cake, vanilla chantilly, chocolate mousse, and cherries. And for beverages, they have the uh, Matanzas Creek Sauvignon Blanc Fume Blanc, um, Nielsen Chardonnay. And then they have the Olio Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, they also have the Deschutes. Deschutes? I don't know how to pronounce that. Is that Deschutes Brewery? Uh, <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I don't know. It's from Oregon, so who cares? Yeah. Right. It's the Pacific Wonderland Lager that they have. And then Sud work hey it says david it's supposed to say davis Davis. yeah um they have a typo it's supposed to say davis so sudwork brewing company marzen amber lager uh so yeah davis davis california all right so we went through all the booths there um also want to note that there are some signature events that they're gonna have uh they have they might be worth checking out um they do something called uh, sweet sundays and that's going to be returning this year. It makes a sweet start for your day, and you can join a celebrity pastry chef for an entertaining dessert-centric demonstration. You can, and they're just going to have an interview with the chef, light brunch buffet featuring one of the chef's dishes as well. And then, if you ever wanted to hone your pastry and baking techniques and indulge in yummy desserts, that's definitely the event for you. Uh, that happens on select Sundays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Palisades Stage in Paradise Gardens Park. For the duration of the festival, and space is limited, so you have to make a reservation. Um, here are the Sundays that they do it. March 10, they have Jean-Marc Vallée, who is the Disneyland Resort Executive Pastry Chef. March 24, Matt Lewis. He's from Baked uh, New York and Tokyo. Uh, Baked New Frontiers in Baking. And then for April 7, 
We have Emily Ellen, Food Network star, and Cutthroat Chichin as well. Uh, and then for April 21, they have Keegan Gerard Food Network Challenge. And then another exciting event that they have is the uh, dinner with Disney chefs. This dinner is on Thursday, March 28th from 6.30 to 9 p.m. at the Vineyard Room at the Wine Country Tutorial. Here you get to meet the Disneyland Resort chefs and sommeliers featured in the new Disney Festival's cookbook all while enjoying a four-course dinner with dishes inspired by the festival recipes paired with hand-selected wine and cocktails. This is a great way to enhance your food and wine festival experience. And then they also have more on the Disneyland website if you want to see full menus, event info, and to also make reservations. So those are just a, a couple things they mentioned. Uh, we mentioned, I guess, last week, Guy Fieri. He's going to be there again like he was last year. So mm -hmm. that's another event that they're going to do. Uh, and those are all out, separate yeah. ticketed events. So. Definitely. Um, the ones that require reservation is going to also require another form of payment. That's uh, in addition to entry to the park and all this other stuff. So yeah. if that's so make thing, sure you yeah. So make sure you check the, the website and the festival um website as well to to get clarification definitely also they they do sell out um so that's if you're into that thing and you really want to have a special event then try to do it early before they sell out so yeah um that was our the foodie guide we went over it looks like there's a lot of food and we're all excited um nelson you're excited right oh man yeah i got a five more work days to in between definitely so you're gonna pick up a food and uh, a sip and saver pass for this weekend as well yeah, I'll probably start one, and if I don't finish it, I'll bring it with me for the end, the end of the month trip. Yeah. So you have you're gonna complete sixteen? Maybe. Wow, we'll see. <laughs> that's that's pretty. We'll uh... see. We'll see, because there's plenty to choose from. But yes, yeah. yes. Um, anything you guys are looking most forward to other than the beer garden? Uh. <laughs> really? This beer garden like... that you guys are really looking forward to, huh? Yeah, well, when when we started going over the food at the Paradise Gardens, I was just thinking to myself, like, dang, I don't have to leave. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty yeah. much the sentiment is like, we get your beers and keep getting your beers and then just stay there. I mean, the, the food at Paradise Garden looks really good, too. Yeah. And, so, oh, I was going to mention I was going to mention that also, like during the Lunar New Year, they had the smaller uh, ones where you can use your sip and saver, but they also had full portions. So yeah. I'm assuming they're going to do something like that as well, where they have some full size plates. And if you really wanted to eat lunch or something, you can just get a whole plate and then you're you're good to go. Just drink your beer and eat your food. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a little scared because we have reservations. Oh, you do? Um, to, to restaurants um, during this trip and we only have like two days. So uh, I don't know if I, I, I'll get through a, a full portion plus a sip and saver. So that's true. We'll, we'll see how that goes. So what are your guys'... Uh... You always forget you have me there. I know, but <laughs> it's money. I mean... <laughs> oh well yeah sorry yeah that's true so uh what are you guys' reservations i'm just curious to know where are you guys gonna go eat uh blue bayou and All i'm right. not sure if we're going back to riverbell i don't know yeah oh, we okay. made another breakfast one for another pass at the taro pancakes possibly but oh oh all because you guys wanted to bring matt and brianna along right is that what it was? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They were definitely also interested. Ah, makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, but anyway, that sounds really good. And um, I'm assuming you guys are gonna vlog this, uh, even the even the restaurants, right? Well, definitely, I'll try to get Blue Bio, but as you know, it's dark, dark in there. Yeah. 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 So it's it might be a little hard to see. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Well, 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 I'll definitely try, but uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll hold we'll hold the candle by each other's faces. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> like we're telling yeah. ghost stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Well, that sounds fun. And then, uh, yeah, I'm gonna be going toward the end of April, so that's gonna be like the end of the festival, pretty much. Um, so we'll see how it is in that around that time as well. Yeah. All right. So, um, any closing thoughts? Anything you want to say to our listeners, Rissa? Yeah, thanks for uh, tuning in again uh, for yet another foodie guide. Um, you you know that we love these foodie guides. Um, we hope that you're enjoying um, the podcast, our vlogs, and uh, all the other content that we're we're putting out for you. Um, please use DTP fifteen for any park hus uh, park hopper customs uh, purchases that you uh, plan to make. They are releasing some new merch, so uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, and yeah, thanks for continuing to support us. And Nelson, anything you want to say to our listeners? Yeah, guys. So thanks again for dropping by for another episode. Uh, I know we really love doing these foodie guys, but uh, you know, who doesn't like food? So um, 
And Disney always releases these uh, foodie guys, so why not go over them? Definitely. So, yeah, no, it's good fun, and um, definitely lots to look forward to, and um, lots to lots of variety to choose from. <laughs> so, hope you guys, if you ever have a chance to visit, I hope you get to try some of these. So, uh, I guess till next time. So, yeah, I wanna I wanna thank you all for tuning in, for listening, for subscribing to the podcast and for following us on all our social media platforms. If you want to see or hear more from us, go to DisneyTimePodcast.com. Over there, we have a link to Park Hopper Customs as well, and also the reminder of the code that Risa mentioned, DTP15. Uh, we also have our vlogs, and we did release a couple of videos, one on Friday, one on Saturday. The Friday one is a ride-through of Big Thunder Mountain, and the Saturday one was a review of Steakhouse 55. So if you guys are interested in watching that, go to YouTube, search for Disney Time Podcast and you'll see all the videos we put out. We're still working through Nelson's uh, Walt Disney World trip from 2018. Uh, <laughs> since there were nine days, we've gotten through three days so far and we're going to keep going on that as well. So look out for more videos and follow us on Instagram as well. And we also want to thank you for always supporting us. Uh, leave us a rating and review if you can on iTunes because it helps our show grow. So on behalf of the other two, I just want to say thank you, and we will see you next time. See ya. Later.